Yo, what's up you guys? Uh, back at the barbecue today, but we ain't roasting anybody. I wanted to talk about uh, sympathy, empathy, and why you need both to just be a better person in general. Now, um, <laughs> what's funny is I'm um, subscribed to Plano subreddit, and there was a post recently that made... Um, that said people were stealing Beto or kids, not people. It was kids because they posted some kids Snapchat <clears throat> with them stealing Beto signs and like breaking them and running them over and stuff like that. Now, uh, it won't be much of a surprise to everybody, especially uh, my Texan folks, that I'm not a big fan of Beto. And it's not really a lot of policy things, although I don't like what he says about guns, but I don't think he's a strong person. Like, he doesn't give me a leader. I agree that Greg Abbott needs to go. He's kind of a joke, too. Like, for a little while, I was indifferent. Like, I was okay because he supported police. Um, and I'm only saying this because... It's the same kind of concept with teachers. Everyone says teachers are underpaid, right? And teachers still go above and beyond whatever they need to do. Most teachers. I know I have a couple friends that are teachers and they are trying their best to influence the next wave of Texans in the future. But you can't learn if you don't have the budget for it, right? You can't do anything outside of what you can't afford. Um... Credit doesn't help here because it's not like you can't apply credit to a job. But there's so much petty crime and small things that, you know, police officers kind of just need bodies just like any other job would. Like we all forget these things are jobs and you need training, you need help, you need constant learning and recertification and classroom time, and that applies to almost any job. Everybody knows this. Like, if you have no money, you can't get more information. If you can't get more information, you're not very good at your job. So, I started a thread saying, it's like, hey, I'm not a fan of Beto, but I'm really not a fan of people, like, destroying other people's property, whether or not their opinion, to me, is valid, Right? And there was a whole discussion about left and right, and I'm not going to sit here and say I understand it, but, you know, being negative towards each other does not create a solution. Discussion and discourse, whether it, it, it ends negative or we agree to disagree, is way better than stealing someone's signs and destroying it. And I had a lovely conversation with a gentleman talking about how, really, everybody's more closer to the middle than we think. And the only reason why everybody is against each other is that we have to be on a team and your team's um your team's at least like key p topic that you want to go to is like so against the other um team's topic that you can't agree and that's the only major sticking point. And that's where I realize is like, you know, the empathy to understand that, hey, we're all trying to just get along. Um, help me understand that there is like 
there's reasonable people on these forums that can you can talk to. And I'll be the first one to tell you, with my upbringing and what I thought was fair and unfair and all the things that happened to me, I did not have very much sympathy or empathy growing up. Like, at all. Because when my mom was learning how to read, nobody felt bad for her. They just needed her to be able to read. Like, because I couldn't do something, no one had sympathy for me for, like, not understanding what was going on or wondering why um, people had both parents at their parent-teacher con- Like, little stuff like that. I, no one had sympathy, as I thought, because I did not understand Nobody had that for me, so I grew up not feeling sad for people that had, you know, if you had both your parents and you had Christmas, you were doing so much better than me that I was angry, right? And I had no empathy because no one understood what I was going through, and then I didn't take the time myself to go learn how... Yeah, you know, my situation was bad, but that doesn't mean your situation wasn't equally as bad. It's just different, right? Yeah, you could have both your parents, but one of your parents could be abusive. Now, in my eyes as a child, like, you'd still have both your parents, dude. What are are you complaining about? What are you crying about? If you wanted to go ask your dad a question, he'll answer it. If you wanted to go ask your mom a question, she would understand it and be able to answer to you. I had neither, So even if it was a bad situation, even people with divorced parents, because I was like, well, at at least you get to see both of them. Um, A big thing for me is like, I just wanted to see. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to understand. And I didn't get none of that growing up. So it took me a long time to even feel bad for anybody or having sympathy for a situation because I was like, you were born here and you lived here and you're still failing are you choosing to fail and it could be some underlying um issue like you know uh, some mental health deficiency or they're not eating enough at home or um their lack of understanding on a subject and it's really driving them to a sort of depression but i never thought of that for a long time And now, when I see these political things or even just general subjects where people argue on, it's not even, not even political, just an argument. It's like, no, this shade of blue is better than this one. No, well, we need it to be green. And you can't come to a conclusion because you can't sit down and have a discussion and ask why. Like having that empathy, sympathy, knowing, understanding and sitting there thinking about it when i was talking to this guy he was he had different views than me and it's not like i have staunch views on a lot of things that republicans say i kind of just like guns right and i'm a proponent of you can't really ban something from bad guys Because bad guys don't follow the initial rules. Yes, there could be some things that are shored up. Or even more, we can enact the rules that we already have 
to become a little bit more efficient, right? Because at the end of the day, it's still people looking at the paperwork. It's still just people looking at the background check. It's still just people making sure that, you know, this person is safe to buy it or because I don't know. I know a lot of non-gun people don't know that you can pass a background check. You can do all these things. And if you're at the store and this, whoever the store owner or whoever's selling you your firearm can deny you the sale of the firearm based on what they think you look like. And not like in a racist way, but like... And I think everybody can understand. If you like look nervous, you're shaky, you can't ask questions, you're not giving straight answers, they can deny you your sale, even if you pass everything else. And I didn't know that for a while. So when I heard that and I was I was thinking, I was like, Well, what else do you want? Could because we take the background check we go through the process. It's not a one-day thing. You can't get it same day like that, uh, uh, other than like a police officer, retired, high-ranking military, probably. But they have different background checks, and they have different clearances. And that's something way beyond my pay grade, so I'm not going to really talk about it. But, like, there's no... The only loophole that there is is being a criminal, And the only reason why that's a loophole is because you didn't follow any of the rules in the first place. And it's hard sometimes to say that because there's a lot of people that have died by the hands of bad guys using guns. And I have empathy for that because one of my biggest things is... I can kind of get over adults having a bad time because adults are adults and they understand how the world works. And when I mean adult, I mean like 25 years or older. Because even in pre-college up until 23, 24, you still kind of don't know what's going on. I subscribe to the fact that when you turn 18 and you graduate college or 17, you kind of restart your life. Right, You know what your structure was from ages 0 to 18. You go to school 8 hours a day. You have lunch at the same time. You have breakfast at the same time. You have dinner at the same time. You have the same conversation with the same people. And it's pretty structured. There's no variance. You know, There's small hiccups here or there. But once you go to college, and it was a shock to a lot of people that you are in charge of you. You need to create your schedule, you need to find your own housing, you need to find a job to fit that schedule. If you have a question, you need to go ask. If you need a doctor's appointment, you need to set it up. If you don't have insurance through your parents, you have you have to go to the office and figure these things out. And your life resets. So I'm 32, so technically I am what? 18, 20 is 10, 4. So I'm 14 years removed from being in a structure where I had no responsibility. For the past 14 years, I've been responsible for everything that I do, from whether it's getting car insurance, homeowner's insurance, filing claims, 
making doctor's appointments, taking care of my dogs, going to the vet. Like, all these things are under my responsibility. And this is where I learned empathy and sympathy. Because what my parents taught me is that you need to be vigilant in the things that you do and being on top of your situation. And if you cause the situation that you have no excuse to feel bad about it you just need to take care of it whether it's staying up late to do something waking up early to do something waking up early after you stayed up late to do something your responsibilities are your responsibilities and I don't feel bad for you if you cause the responsibility right I have no regrets because I make my own decisions and if I screwed up I just screwed up it's not a regret because I made the decision But I can acknowledge that I screwed up. But I realized that not a lot of people went through that. And then I started feeling a little bit bad about myself. Because I was like, man, why did I have to go through that to get to this point? Like, why couldn't someone teach me that, hey, it's going to be all right. Um, these things happen, blah, blah, blah. Like, I've never gotten that talk or understanding. I always just kind of had to keep it moving, right? Always just keep it moving, keep your head up. Um, Things are going to get better, hopefully. And that's been my attitude for, like I said, for the past 14 years. And I started understanding. Now, I will say I'm more of a cerebral person, so I don't, Like, having these feelings aren't necessarily like a feeling of happiness and sadness to me. It's like, I look at you and I feel bad because I understand these things are bad. Like, no one wants anybody in a negative situation. No one wants... um, Like I said, I used to feel upset that people had divorced parents because you got two Christmas. But no one needs to go through a divorce. That's a really major thing. That's traumatizing. That's sad. That the two people that came together to make a union no longer feel like they love each other or can continue on to build upon each other to have a future. I have empathy for that. You know, that's not a good thing to go through. Even if you feel like you are wronged, you don't want to know that the one person you did trust or love or wanted to be together with wronged you in any way. That's sad, you know, that hurts the soul, that hurts the heart. And as a feeling, I don't really feel sad. As crazy as that sounds of what I just said, but I understand all the bad things that surround that situation, right? I always say that I'm lucky that I have both my parents and they've never separated, divorced, or left each other in any capacity other than um, my dad leaving for Iraq (laughs) for six or seven months at a time. But I had never seen their relationship waver no matter what. So it was hard for me to watch, you know, like the soldiers coming home videos. Like, why are you so 
excited and crying. Like, did you not expect your parent to come back? And since we're robots, me and my family, like, we just expected my dad to come back. And it was like, oh, hey, dad, how's it going? And then he would basically would take a nap for a week and then just go back to work. But, man, I had sympathy watching those videos because I was like, man, those kids, you know, they didn't grow up like me. Everyone's parents could have easily been killed in Iraq. I've had friends that have been killed in Iraq and had bad times. You know, there's people with PTSD or um, medically retired because they lost a limb. And I never... It's like I get the feeling of crying, but I don't. It just makes me happy. That those kids got their parents back, those brothers got their siblings back, those sisters got those siblings back, aunts and uncles. It makes me feel happy that they get to see them again. Where in turns as, when my dad left, we're just like, alright dad, you're going to work. You know? (laughs) But getting back to my first point, With the signs. People may not think. That destroying someone's sign. Because you don't agree with their opinion. Is such a bad thing. And you know what. Even though it's like vandalism. Or whatever. Destroying property. And you can get charged like. By the police. It's not that big of a deal. But I feel bad for those kids. Because. If this is a result of how their parents responded to them or the news showing so much negative instead of trying to bring people together. Um, And that's what my initial post on the page was about. And I had that side conversation with that gentleman. He was like, I appreciate you trying to at least have a discussion and discourse about these things because... That usually doesn't happen because people don't want to have a discussion. And I feel like this is the most interesting conversation (laughs) I've had on this, on my podcast, because I really feel strongly about this. You do need empathy and sympathy to understand how to be a better person, because if you can't look at someone's perspective and why it would make them feel that way. You can't give them a handshake or a hug and like, hey man, it's going to be all right. And hey, I know we disagreed about this, but I am still here for you. We can have a discussion about this. You don't, you, you didn't lose a friend because you voted for somebody else. And that was a big deal to me because, hey... You got you got a new friend. You might not agree, but you can talk. And if you can talk through something, you can find an endpoint. You can find a good endpoint where it's like, hey, yeah, I just don't agree with that. I think it's wrong. Or, hey, I think you're right, but I don't like your delivery on this. And a lot of times people don't have those kind of conversations and they just end up arguing and bickering and 
being like the news. The news is like two minute segments of like a major topic where you can only give bullet points because five people have to talk and everyone's talking over each other. (laughs) I don't know how people watch the news all day every day because I feel like that would be so annoying. Um... But yeah, sympathy, empathy, you know, I feel bad for all the people that are homeless, like no one started out homeless like that, or people that just have a string of bad luck, you know, I can understand, I have bad luck all the time, you know, I feel lucky just to be able to do this, (laughs) right, because there's a lot of ways it could have turned before I got to this point. You know, since I was an angry child and I felt like the world was against me or whatever, whatever I made up to make me feel that way. Sometimes I'm kind of glad that I went through it. So I had to sit down with myself and have this inflection. Like, why are you like this? Why are you thinking like this? Why is it that you can't feel bad for this person if they grew up in a bad situation? What, because you you think your situation's worse? This is not the oppression Olympics. I don't care how bad my situation is. I don't want anybody to go through what I had to go through to get to this point, right? I'm a special individual that I was able to handle it myself. You know, I don't wish that upon somebody else. I hope that other people can get the help that they need and talk to the people that they can talk to and they don't ever feel lonely in their head. And that's a big thing that um, the virus caused since we had to stay at home. A lot of people just stopped talking because you didn't see anybody and you think you're alone in the world. Just know that you're not. There's always someone There's always someone willing to talk. You have to keep trying. Don't let somebody's views stop you from asking them a question. Always try to have the extra discussion. Don't try to be hard-headed and and stuck in your ways because that won't get us anywhere. With that being said, hug your friends. Feel bad for people. Celebrate people when they're doing great. Bring people up when they're feeling down. And always, we were put on this earth to have fun. Be happy. There's a lot of negative things out there, I know. But control what you, what you can control. Be happy with your small victories. And eventually, we will all get there. All right. <laughs> this is Uncle Phil. Not roasting at the barbecue today. Wanted to have a good talk. Hope y'all having a good day. Have fun. Don't work too hard. But if you're working hard, be smart about it. All right. Uncle Phil, out. <laughs>